Welcome back to Sipcast. We are back Can't. with. <laughs> right. We got another Sam. Welcome back to Sipcast. We are back with another prediction video. This one for the 22 slash 23 season predictions. Uh, with James's. So we have James and Taylor as last uh, episode. With James's suggestion, we're not going to do the whole league, but just the top six and relegation because it just takes too long. So. Uh, I have a note of what I predicted. I don't know if you two do. Uh, no, I don't remember. Well, I haven't written it down, but... Do you have a vague idea? What, of my predictions last season? Yeah. <laughs> Roughly, yeah. Right. I, 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 I remember pretty much my top six in my relegation sides. Uh, yeah, that's, that's what The ones need, that really. matter, pretty much, yeah. Uh, shall we predict ones that, like, fell into relegation but survived, like, Leeds and Everton? Like what we said for them, because mm. I said uh, Everton were going to finish tenth, and they very much didn't. I don't remember where I put Leeds and Everton specifically. I'm pretty sure I went mid-table for those two. Because yeah, Leeds like... turns out I didn't. I think I put them seventeenth because that's the only number that's missing on here. No, never mind. I don't know what I put, but yeah, don't on here for some reason. Well, seventeenth, you got it spot on then, didn't you? Yeah, no, I I fought seventeenth, mm. but then turns out I put Brentford at seventeenth, and Brentford actually got thirteenth. Oh, well, there you go then. There is a number missing on here, and that's the number for Leeds, but I, I honestly can't be really be bothered to go through right now. I predicted Brentford to go down. So. It might have been yeah, thir- note thirteenth, so. maybe note fourteenth is taken. I don't know. Maybe it was sixteenth. It was sixteenth. There's no sixteenth. Yeah, so six. No, Southampton. Never mind. We'll we'll just get on with it. So. Uh, let's do top six first. So top six was Man City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, uh, and United. Shall we do top seven because there's conference now? Uh, yeah, that's actually a good idea. So we've got City, Liverpool, Chelsea, Spurs, Arsenal, Man United, and West Ham for this season's top seven. Mm. So I put Chelsea to get first. Yeah, that one well, didn't it? <laughs> to be fair, it was on the, on track for the first nine games and then it just went to shit. Oh, that's all right then. No, I mean, obviously the prediction is wrong, but for the no, first I, nine I, games it was on track. I see what yeah. you mean. I mean, I, I predicted Chelsea were going to come second and I think the attitude from a lot of people was that Chelsea were going to be in in the title race this season. Um, but in obviously. all fairness, we were for a little bit and then obviously we got hit by uh, injuries and just our general win to nonsense. Well, uh, in, in, injuries you should be preparing for. Yeah, no, I agree. Team anyway, no one yeah. goes injury free for a season, so that that really is no. It's not like Liverpool last season when they were having to put players like Jordan Henderson in at centre back. You know, you weren't you weren't under such injury fire like that. So I don't really think that is much of an excuse, to be honest. I think where you went wrong is that you spent big money on big players who yeah. ultimately didn't show up. I'd also say COVID because that's quite unpredictable. COVID hit everyone though. Co- mm. COVID was nothing unique to Chelsea. Really you sort of games, re- game, games where you didn't have players enough players available to fill a side were postponed. At the I'd end of the day, say, they were postponed. I mean, I'm not saying that we had it worse than others, but we had like sort of I think between November December quite a few COVID cases which meant that we had to get academy players in and we had to put like RLC at centre-back at but one that, point. That, but that was <laughs> the case for so many teams. Yeah, no, I agree. But um, 
obviously it's a setback for us, but we just have we we lack the depth in some places. Mm. Which is where you should really have spent more wisely, to be honest. Yeah, mm. and I agree. So, uh, City came first, and I put City a second, which for a period they were, but they ended up first, so it doesn't matter. Full. You put fourth. No, I called you a full. Oh, thanks. What did you put I for pre- City? I predicted they'd win it, so... Yeah, well, fair enough. Yeah, it's probably the better option, actually. It's well, usually a pretty was. safe bet with City, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Mm. Taylor? <clears throat> what, for this season? Uh, yeah, for the one that's just been City. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I put them first. I was thinking in my mind, if they got a Kane, then they were absolutely stormy. Yeah. That's right, and they didn't get Kane. I I remember saying if they get Kane, they're definitely winning the league, but they didn't get Kane, so I wasn't too sure about it because we were getting Lukaku. Yep, I remember I said, I think if they only got Grealish, we'll still be with the chance, which... We were, but we fell off. I think we were first until, like... Until West Ham, it was until West Ham. It was until West Ham fucking beat us. Um, Never mind. Thanks for that, James. That's all right. Uh, right, so then it was Liverpool. I thought Liverpool would be fourth, which I severely underestimated them. Mm. I I put fourth as well, and I think a lot of us fell into this trap of... Yeah, just based off last season. That, yeah, because they didn't do that well, I think, because they had all those injuries. We sort of forgot a little bit yeah. as to how, how good they can be when they were firing on all cylinders. Mm. And obviously, this season, they've... Yeah, I know they didn't win any of the two big, big trophies, but you know they've made it into second or first Salah, for every competition they've been in. Yeah, they've just Salah been... just puts in a Ballon d'Or worthy performance every match for half the season. Well, you know Arguably. it's it, that's well that front line altogether. You know, one player comes out, they replace it with someone who's equally as good. You know, yeah. they they have been one of the top top sides in in world football this season. I really think they have. I'd, I'd agree, yeah. They have been up there. I think, as Rio Ferdinand said, you can't say that they're the best team in Europe when they don't win things like the Champions League, but I think that they're <sighs> definitely up there. I, I don't know. I think they they're are. in the conversation. I, I, I think they are. I, I know they lost the one-off game against Real Madrid and, and that's all that matters, but if you put Real Madrid in the Premier League, they're not winning it. Yeah. If you put Liverpool or even Man City in La Liga, they win it. You know, it's 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 one of those things where tangibly they haven't produced anything to back up their claim. But if if you look at it in practical terms and you know how they've performed throughout the season on a consistent basis, not just a one-off game, i.e., a final, Liverpool've got to be up there. Yeah. No, I agree. They're 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 hundred percent in the conversation for the best team possibly even in the world right now. Um mm. they're definitely in the conversation. But I mean I think... towards the end of the season, didn't they go like half of it unbeaten until literally Yeah, it final. was like up until like, April. They were un- they were unbeaten yeah. from January to April or something. Yeah, which going off of that, jeez. And that's I against mean... teams like City as well. Yep. Well there you go. Well, yeah, like, they played City in that time and they managed to draw. Yeah. And we played them as well and got a draw. Mm. So, I mean, go on. I was going to say what we're predicting, but go on. <laughs> oh, for last season, I think I said Liverpool, like, probably third or fourth. 
Yeah, I mean, I think, I think like third and fourth was pretty common for last season. Yeah. And then they nearly run it if uh, City didn't yep. have a comeback against Villa. Yeah, that was madness. I saw the people saying, who's going to do the Aguero moment this time? <laughs> Only Gundogan. Sounds out as Gundogan. <laughs> Doesn't quite have the same ring to it, does it, Gundogan? <laughs> does Gundogan. not. So, uh, yeah, so what are we predicting for City this season then? Uh, first, Gobby. I mean, the thing is, See, I'm going back to my last season antics again because we've now got Chelsea have now got Todd Bowley who is willing to put 200 million in this uh, summer. So, and we are probably going to get Gallagher back. Uh, probably going to get Kunde. Don't know about Aspi, mm. although I think Aspi's kind of getting to that point of when we might just get rid of him anyway because he's kind of not the same anymore. I guess. Maybe, maybe not. Like I saw tweets and like he's just not got the same style or skill as he used to. His yeah. legs are going a bit like I mean he, he is sort of. I don't, I don't know how to describe it, but he's. He makes a lot more mistakes than he used to. Yeah, yeah, definitely. He, decisions are going yeah. It's a shame. I mean, even like the last day of the season where he did that horrendous back pass. Yeah. I think Ooh, is that the one that Thiago Silva saved? <laughs> yeah, I remember that. that was horrible. Um, so I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go City to win it again, but I think it'll be incredibly close again. And this mm-hmm. time, I think, I think it all just depends. Because the thing is, we're recording this on the 30th of May. Is the transfer window open yet? I don't think it is. Um. We haven't done anything in the transfer window. Todd Bowley has said he'll give two hundred million to us minimum, and we haven't done anything yet. We do need new midfield stuff, probably a new attacker, uh, obviously more defenders. Mm. I don't know. I think with the new ownership, we might be able to do something next season, like in terms of getting a higher place. But I don't mm. want to take a gamble again and get it wrong. Mm, it was I don't know, I'll say Liverpool will still be up there just because of their mentality. Yeah. Literally, like, the day after losing the Champions League final, they're like, way we still had a good season, which probably won't bring them down so much that they'll lose a place from second, if you know what I mean. I, th- I think the thing with Liverpool is that they're going to look at last season, or the season that's just gone, and they're going to look at just being so close and just missing out of the league and just missing out in the Champions League. Yeah. And and, and they are the sort of side. They are they're going to the have that motivation. Like, yeah, where they're going to look at it and they're going to say, right, we need this now. We can't we can't afford not to win it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And it's, I, I kind of agree with you, Charlie, in the sense that I think Chelsea, if they make the right signings and they spend a bit more wisely, you know, they will, they will improve and they will be better. But I just think it's a little bit too soon for them to be getting right up there with the Liverpool and the cities. Yeah. Well, Bearing in mind, we haven't seen what anyone's done in the transfer. Yeah, yeah. Either I mean, City have already got Erling Haaland. Yeah, so that, yeah, I agree. That's why I put them first because I for, I even forgot about that part. They have got fucking Haaland now, which is fucking ridiculous. Mm-hmm. 
Like, I mean, I saw people saying that when we signed Lukaku, he's going to bang 50 goals a season. Haaland is going to bang fucking 100 goals a season. Well, Lukaku didn't even bang any goals this season. So. No, but the idea is he's he's going to get a lot of goals. Haaland is going to fucking triple his goals. I mean, it, we, well, he was our highest goal scorer at 15, which, I mean, he was injured for half the season as well, so to take that for what it is. But um, he didn't well, have the best season, to be fair. But Haaland's just joined a side that have proven that they can win a league without him or without yeah. your traditional striker anyway. Lukaku mm. was brought in and he was seen as that final piece of the puzzle no, in a team to be that fair, ultimately in the end didn't compete. We but... proved that we can win a Champions League against one of the top teams that should have won it without Lukaku. It was yeah, just we needed the better finish. We, we, well, we needed a better finisher in Lukaku. And we well, sort yeah, of but, it's, but it's easier to win the Champions League than the Premier League. You don't have to be consistent on yeah. such a regular basis. Yeah, you know this. This is why, you know, Liverpool ended up losing it this season because we've all agreed that Liverpool are the better side. But in a one-off game, anything can happen. Yeah, no, I agree. It does come down to just what happens on the night. I mean, who expected Courtois to put in that performance? You know, so, well, mm-hmm. it's I mean, fine. Well, margins, I expect Real Madrid probably expected it, but I don't think anyone really went in there thinking that he was going to be that fucking good. Yeah. Well, you could make a case that Liverpool's League Cup run was trickier than their Champions League run. I'm just looking at it now. They had Preston, then Leicester, Arsenal twice, and then us. So, mm. what do they have for Champions League? Benfica, Champions League, they, yeah, Villarreal and shit. I think, to be fair though, whenever you're playing in a competition that's got Preston in it, it's not going to be your toughest one of the season, really, is it? No, no disrespect to Preston, but you know they're not yeah. quite on the same level as Real Madrid. I reckon they can match them. Although they've both had David Beckham play for them, so yeah. I think with Chelsea, Todd Bowley, like one of his main uh, points was he was going to try and make us like one of the most competitive teams in Europe, and he was going to make us like he was going to do transfers Liverpool style and now he well, is our new owner and he's given well, us 200 million so I, th- I think we are going to have to wait and see and yeah no I agree because with all due respect that's what you'd expect every owner of every yeah, single club no, I agree. You, know, you look you look back through football and history there's rarely been an owner that said anything much different so mm-hmm. we, we do need to kind of wait and see and see if I, his actions I think match up to his words the problem is we're recording this before the transfer window's open, so we have no idea what the team's going to look like next season. Well, this is a thing, so... So it mm. makes the predictions even harder, if anything. Uh, well. Yeah. yeah. So Chelsea, they came third, uh, started off well, um, and then West Ham came along and said, fuck off. Uh <laughs> We made two finals, lost them on penalties, so it's a 50-50 chance, really. Kepa should have done better, to be honest, though, but um, that's uh, that that's a debate for another day. Um, I mean, statistically, Mendy was better on pending finals, actually. <laughs> well, yeah. And he's he's our worst keeper for pens. I didn't even know that. Is that percentage, though? Sure no, that was just... Uh, Kepa wasn't able to save any pens in the Carabao Cup, but then Mendy saved well, Mendy Mane's pen in FA yeah. Cup. Yeah, fair enough. But Kepa was the reason that we were in both of those finals, so 
I guess you could yeah. make the argument either way. Uh, yeah. yeah, so I think it depends on what we do next season with transfers and shit. Um, but I'm predicting us to come... S- I don't think we'll win it. I'll be honest. I've got to be realistic. As much as I back Chelsea, I've got to be realistic. Uh, I'm going second mm. just because I think we get some better plays in with Gallagher and uh, Kunde and all that. Um, mm. And we have a bit more of a strive with all the sanctions removed and... Uh, yeah, well, no more COVID, thankfully. Hopefully, anyway. Um, yeah, I think uh, I'll go for the same then, just to be optimistic. Or slightly. yeah, I'm predict. I think you'll be. I think the top will be very close. Like it'll be uh, me, mm-hmm. uh, not me. So it'll be Chelsea, uh, City, Liverpool, or City, Chelsea, Liverpool in that order. And I think between them, it'll be extremely close. Like literally one point to separate them all. Oh. I mean, mm-hmm. I, 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 I think. Chelsea going third would probably be a bit more realistic, but I think it depends on what yeah. we do in the in the market. Mm. What about you, James? What well, I think Chelsea will be. You you lot are gonna absolutely hate me for this. I I think Chelsea. I think Chelsea. No, not quite that bad. I I think Chelsea are gonna be fourth. Wow. Oh yeah, who's third? Oh, you're gonna hate third even more. I was in West Ham or something. No, I'm I'm going out on a gamble here, and I took the same attitude towards Arsenal when I did the last one, oh, and I came Spurs, pretty close. So oh, I think Man, I think Man United are going to be enough. third. Yeah, and hear me, hear me out because I last season I predicted they were going to come. I think it was about second or third anyway, or definitely in the top four. Because when you look at their players on paper, they've got the players to make a side that's going to, that can challenge for a title. Now, I don't think they will do that next season, but they've got the quality there in the players. Hopefully, I think with this new manager that's coming in, they're going to, it's going to be like a clean slate, a fresh start. You know, they're going to hopefully, from their point of view, sort of go at it and actually sort of produce some of the things they should be capable of. But also for me, I think one of the big things for them is Paul Pogba probably won't be there, mm, yeah. and I think that, I think that's going to be massive for a lot of the stuff that's happened off the pitch. Because don't get me wrong, he's not the only one, but whenever you hear stuff that's been going on in the dressing room and behind closed doors, and players have been involved, it's always Pogba. Pogba's name always comes up. Mm. He doesn't perform consistently for Man United. There's a debate as to whether he's been good for them, whether he's been bad for them, what position he's best in, and that's been a debate that's been going on through several managers. At United, mm. it's not just like when him and Mourinho had that bust up, and then Mourinho got the sack because it's easier to get rid of the manager than it is the player. This has been something that, to different extents, has been a consistent theme. It's always been Pogba, 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 and I think once you get that out of the dressing room, there's a lot of that toxicity that's left, and I think that's how you produce that clean slate and get the best out of a lot of the players they've got at United. You know. Yeah. So I I think if they're managed properly and Ten Hag manages to sort of get off to a good start, I think they can be down for third, in my opinion. Maybe I guess it just matters what Ten Hag can actually do. Well, th- this is the thing. It's a big if, and I realise it, it's yeah. This is either this is either going to be 
an absolute stroke of genius or it's going to blow up my face when it comes to <laughs> predictions. You know, we could we could easily be end up talking about United that have dropped further down the league. You know, it's it's a but you but you look at the players they've got. You know, people like Jaden Sancho who hasn't lived up to the seventy five million price tag this season for a lot of factors which I don't think are his fault. But you know, he he's proven in places like the Bundesliga that he's got it in him. You know, Luke Straw last season, he was one of the best left backs in the world for that period of time. You know, even if you look at players like Harry Maguire, you know, for England he's he's been phenomenal. So there's a player in there which if you play right and get the best out of him, he can produce and if maybe in this new system Maguire won't be suited to that either and you may need to get rid of him as well. That's fair enough. Okay. But they've got the talent there in, you know, Sancho, Varane, Fernandez, Ronaldo, obviously, even players like Marcus Rashford. So there's a lot there for United to build on. Rashford's leaving, isn't he? No, he wants to, at least. Well, for the I moment, he's staying. Obviously, anything can happen in the transfer window, yeah. can't it? That's going to be a big one. Just to mm. make sure, we are writing down our predictions, right? <laughs> I am, yeah. I am, right, okay, good. Don't oh, want to no. mix up again. Um, so I think with United... I genuinely, throughout the season, think it's down to the manager and Pogba. Mm. So, I think when you've got a when you've got a play a striker in your team who is in the conversation as one of the best players to have ever lived, and you're not like up there in top four consistently. You've got to think if the manager is using that player to the best of their ability. Especially given that he's like 37 or whatever now, or something. Is he? No, he's not that old, is he? <laughs> How old is Ronaldo? Right. No, you're right. Oh, shit. Is he. Fu- oh, fuck. That was a guess. Wow. Um, Pretty sure he's either 36 or 37. Yeah, he's 37. Yeah, he's, he's, he's no spring chicken. Yeah, mm. so he's 37. He's still playing arguably pretty well given his age. Um, still getting got. I mean, he got a uh, a hat trick uh, against Norwich. I think it was which obviously Norwich. But oh, but we've all scored hat tricks. I've scored hat tricks against Norwich. You know, it's not <laughs> it's not hard. No, I, I agree. It's not hard, and I mean, it is against Norwich. So yeah, we're, I mean, they got relegated. So take that for you will. But I think when you've got a guy in your team that is regarded as one of the best players to have ever lived and you've got people like Sancho and uh, Fred on occasion um, I think it's down to the manager I think Oli and uh, Ralph were not up to the job I think this is the thing they've got the players you've just got to get and this I think will be a lot easier without influences like Pogba about is you just need a manager that needs to go in there and say, look, it's my way or the highway. This is what we're going to do. This is when we're going to do it. This is how we're going to do it. And I think if what he wants to do is is the correct way to go about things, then United can have a really successful season next season. And I think they could they could easily win the Europa League yeah. next season. I'd easily. put them down as fourth for this season. I think with Ten Hag and depending on what they do in the transfer window, they could actually do something this season and they won't be the laughing stock of the league anymore. I think yeah. it's also down to Maguire as well because like, when you've got Maguire who's given fucking Pogba concussions 
like obviously I don't think he actually did that. Probably but... does United a favour, doesn't it? Yeah, like when you got and you mm-hmm. and you're still starting him, and you the only time you don't start him is when he's getting bombfest to his house. But he's the, the the issue isn't that as such. This is with the exception of possibly Ronaldo or De Gea, every player has been underperforming at United. All of them have. But I you think know, when if... your captain is consistently underperforming, like the captain is consistently underperforming and hitting their own teammates in the head with their boot, that is well, quite no, a big no, problem. No more than anyone else. He's He's been made the scapegoat for a lot of stuff. And I'm not going to come around and start saying that Maguire's suddenly had a good season. But, you know, for all the criticisms we give him, who really has done any better, really? Mm. None, none of them. Ronaldo and De Gea are the only players that have really sort of done anything this season. I would say either United. Ronaldo or De Gea would be better as captain because they actually seem to want to win the games. I don't think so. I think De Gea possibly. Ronaldo though, Ronaldo, it, Ronaldo's a good Ronaldo's a good captain when his team's doing well. But I think he is overhyped a little bit, and I Would don't you not think, think this... he could become captain to make the team do well, not just become captain when the team's already doing well. No, I don't, because like, first of all, what you've got to consider is that to take the captaincy off someone is a big, big thing. Yeah, that's you've got to be certain that that's the right thing you're doing, and I think you've got to be prepared to worst case scenario actually let that player go. Now, if you're prepared to do that and that's what you want to do, fine. No issue with that. The thing is with Ronaldo is we've seen it before. When things aren't going well, you look back to with Portugal especially, Euro 2016, when things aren't going well, he's throwing strops and hissy fits. He's throwing microphones into lakes or rivers or whatever it was. <laughs> you know, you look back to Euro 2012 when he's in a penalty shootout, like with every penalty shootout he's ever in. Does he say, I'm the best penalty taker for this team? I'm going to get my penalty, get it first, get it done, put our team in a strong position? No. I'm waiting until the fifth penalty comes and I'm scoring that winning penalty, getting all the cameras and stuff like that. And what happens? Sometimes his team don't even make it to taking that fifth penalty. And he gets knocked out. I don't think he necessarily takes as much responsibility as he could when it comes to the tough moments. I think... Ronaldo not for captain standard. Anyway. I think he could do well as captain, but I think De Gea would do better as captain. But then you've obviously got a goalkeeper as captain, which doesn't always work. I don't think there's an issue with a goalkeeper as captain as such. It's the, the the this is one of the big problems with United is we're having this discussion where it's there are no obvious players who you would make captain, and that's not because there are so many great candidates for it. We're looking at it and think, well, which one's going to be sort of... It's damage limitation, really, is what you're saying. You've got to give it to someone. Oh, well, well, who's going to not do the worst job? Mm. Rather than, oh, he's amazing. But, oh, but he's amazing as well. Be, oh, I could just go mm. for so many of them. Who do I pick? That's not the situation they've got. They haven't got any real leaders in that dressing room. Mm. Nope. Yeah. I was... I... Completely legit. I thought that De Gea would um up and leave after the season because I thought like the the half the team didn't seem to have the mentality to actually want to get top four 
and keep it but he seems to really want to get Champions League football and I mean to be fair they ended up with Europa League but I I guarantee well, obviously they want the Champions League anyone does but um they ended up with Europa League because West Ham lost to Brighton that's they also didn't, a good they, point. They didn't get Europa League on the last day of the season because they thought, look, we've had an underwhelming season. Let's just go out there. Let's destroy a team that we should really be beating and just limit the damage that's been put on the season end on a high. They lost and they were lucky that the other team, or they were basically lucky that other results went their way. None, yeah. of, them want, none of them wanted it. They lost 4-0 to Bryson. At the end of it, you got Bruno Fernandes saying, oh, there were some players that didn't really want it or weren't giving it all. And I include myself in that. Yeah. You know, when they go wrong, what it is, when it goes wrong and they aren't playing well, you don't have players who are shouting and screaming at each other and getting frustrated. They're just willing to put up with it. That's the issue you've had at United this season. And you need a manager that needs to basically put the fear of God into them and just say, look, you either give it your all you care about this club, you care about doing well, or you're out the door. That's yeah. the bottom line. No, I, I honestly thought De Gea would leave after this season and go after a team that actually wants to win, but in his to his credit, he has stayed because he wants to win something with United. But yeah. I think Ten Hag is a good appointment. Um, He's obviously got trophies as a manager already. Uh. He, I mean, it depends on what he does in the transfer. I think he's got like 150 million the club are giving him. I heard. Um, so I, I don't think he needs do. to be spending too much of that money. To be honest, well, I just saw rumors. Honestly, I think it was on that transfer he, news live account or whatever it is he, saying that he he's probably, 150. Yeah, he probably wants to get a couple and couple or two midfielders. Yeah, maybe maybe a couple of defenders, but he he doesn't need to go out and break the bankers but I think United need to focus more on getting rid of certain players than bringing certain players in I think they need to work on the midfield and um, the morale for certain I think I don't I, I don't think that Oli and uh, what's it Ralph for good for morale and like giving like good uh, team talks that would actually make the players want to do well mm-hmm. Especially when there's clips of Ronaldo mocking Oli's tactics because he just doesn't understand what the fuck Oli wants them to do. But that's that's something that um that's not morale as such. That's discipline. That's something that yeah, Ten no, Hag needs that. to come in yeah. and say, look, I don't care if you're Cristiano around it. If you do that, you're out. Yeah, no, that's, that's not morale, need. but that's just there's a, the, the a impression clear I get. Miscommunication. Yeah, the impression I get at United is there's this sort of balance of power where the players have got certain influences and you know the manager is almost sort of trying to compromise so that no that's that's not what you need the manager is in charge yeah and you can you can voice your opinions you know you can you can make comments but at the end of the day what he says goes and if you don't like it you're gone <coughs> kepa um <laughs> i guess also there's the debate of uh ten Hag versus pochettino which We'll see if they've made the right decision. I've seen so board. many rumours about uh, Pochettino leaving PSG and then he's like, no, I'm staying, but then a day later, no, I'm yeah. leaving, a day later, I'm staying. Pochettino is not the right appointment for United. Yeah. He's not. He's he's the best. He He's never reached the same heights as he did with Spurs when he made that Champions League final. Yeah. He's at a side which, 
you should really just be pissing all over everyone in that league. You should really, the only really competitive thing you should be in is the Champions League. Mm-hmm. And he's, he's just underwhelmed mm-hmm. throughout his whole period that, I, you know, they won the league this season and even half their fans still want them out. Mm. You know, he's not, he's a very good manager and I do rate him very highly, but I do think he's overrated. Yeah. I don't think he is the world-class manager people make him out to be. Mm. And we might as well be saying Eredivisie is better than Ligon anyway. Well, it's more competitive. Yeah. You give it that, it's more competitive. So, um, Ligon has more competition around those other European spots compared to Eredivisie, which has a top two, top three, but still. Well, put it like this. You're talking about a league where you've got one club in it, and if they don't win it, then from that club's perspective, it's considered an embarrassment. Yep. Not 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 a failure, an embarrassment with yep. the other competition they've got around them. That's what you're talking about there. Mm. So United came sixth in this uh, season, just gone. James, where are you going for this season? What United? Yeah, third. Third. All right, Taylor. Uh, um, maybe fifth. I'll say. Fifth. Oh. Yeah, I'll say just outside of Champions League. All right, and I've gone for fourth because I don't think mm-hmm. that they're going to edge past Chelsea. I have to give uh, Chelsea the upper hand on this one uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> against James, anyway. Mm. So that's top four done. So what do your top fours look like then? So my top four is City to win it again. Uh, very closely followed by Liverpool. Um, Man United in third and Chelsea in fourth. Okay, Taylor. I've gone a bit different because I've said City first, Chelsea second, Liverpool third. They're not even top four would be accompanied by someone who finished within the, well, you know, this season. So I've put United fifth. I can see. So who's going in your fourth then? Uh, I would probably put Tom, just because if they can. Do you know that's some... actually not a bad shot. That's not a bad shot, to be fair. Yeah, now it's working out for Conte. If they bring players in, which they do have the right mindset for, at least so far they have. If they can get all the players clicking, then maybe they could be a force to be reckoned with. But no, I suppose we'll have to see. So you're going Spurs fourth. Yeah. So I've gone City winning, Chelsea, Liverpool, Man United, but I do I I am tempted to switch Chelsea and Liverpool because I think it's going to be incredibly tight, depending on what we the depend on what each team does in the window. But I think with all the sanctions and all that gone now, we can just start fresh next season. Hopefully, with a few more signings, mm. uh, some low knees back. The problem is I can't see anyone just. At- this exact stage, leapfrog in City or Liverpool at any point, unless for whatever reason are those two go drastically downhill. On this day right now, I agree with you, but I think it all just depends on the transfer window because I I I do think that Bowley will want to make uh, a few statement signings in his first transfer window. To be honest, it's it's not even just about that. You you made a statement signing last window, and that it didn't work yeah, out. No, I agree with that. 
it's it's got to be something structurally at the club and a culture that needs to be. And you're not far off it. You're not far off it at all. It's it's just those very fine margins that just need ever so slightly tweaking that puts you in that conversation with City and Liverpool and whoever. That's the thing. Bowley wants us to be in that conversation. I've no mm. doubt. I've no doubt. And I've no doubt in the near future that Chelsea will be up there in title conversations again. You know, it's not, you're not by any means a million miles off the mark. Yeah. I, I just think that it's just ever so slightly too soon for you to be competing with those two just yet. No, I, I, may, I may, I may be proven wrong, but I, I just think it's just a tiny little bit too soon. I think it, in, it, it entirely depends on the transfer window right now. Because I think it's, our it, squad is up there, but I think it's, it's just, coming. Yeah, it's it's coming. It is coming. It, it is just a matter of I when. I think it's ultimately just playing to like Lukaku's. Because if we play to Lukaku's strengths more, we'd probably be in a better position. But he was in. He was injured half the season. And if you don't play to his, if you play to his strengths, you have got people like Mountain Havertz who could be banging in goals, but you're not playing to their strengths. You got people like Pulisic on the bench who can come in at eighty minutes and then maybe bang one in at eighty-five minutes. You've um, you've you've got to get rid of some of the dead weight. I think like, Pulisic would like, be a good sale, to be honest. <laughs> definitely get a lot. Pulisic yeah. does just seem like a bench sitter most of the time. Now I can't lie. I'm I'm thinking more the likes of Timo Werner. I agree yeah. with that as well. I won't lie. This 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 is a player who he clearly hasn't been a success. I like him. But no, no one knows what his best position is. Think that I like mm. it. Like he, he's a nice guy, and he does try. I think, but um... well, I'm a nice guy, and I try. I don't go. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not in. <laughs> do you know? Do you know what I mean? I'm. I'm not suddenly a Premier League footballer just because of no, those no, qualities. He, he, he wants to get the goals. He just can't finish. No. And we but, need um, finishers. He, he's a player where no one really knows what his position actually is. He ends up playing in sort of more central areas because Inside. that's usually the areas you're in need of. You know, what but, if but, just... but, if, but if you were to go around Chelsea fans and say, what position is Timo Werner? You're going to get several different answers. Yeah. And none of them, he's really lived up to the hype that his transfer fee suggested. Well, mm. we typically play Werner as striker normally. So what if we just switched Alonso and Werner? <laughs> What and play Werner at left wing back and play fucking Alonso as striker. <laughs> to be fair, Alonso gets goals like he's a striker. Werner doesn't. Yeah, that's why I'm saying swap him because Werner. I I would argue Werner could actually be a decent left wing back. No, no. What you're arguing is that Werner's a Sunday league player who's basically turned around and just <laughs> say, "Stick me anywhere, mate. I'll give it a go." I mean, to that's be fair, that's, that's, what Tuchel, that, that's what Tuchel did for half the season with all our players. Well, there you go. Mm. <laughs> we had fucking... We had, like, Reese James getting in the box half the time, even though he's a defender. We had um, RLC playing centre-back at one point. Well, there you go. <laughs> it was a very... Oh. It was a very... Uh, turned around... What's the word? Rotated, that's the word. It was a very rotated team. Um, in terms of formation and who we had playing, yeah. But yeah. the problem is, you, problem is, you're so rotated. You have players standing on their heads, facing backwards. Yeah, <laughs> all over the shop. 
So I've gone City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United, but I think the top three will be extremely close depending on what each do in the transfer market. And I mean, City have really got Haaland, so it's basically guaranteed that they're going to win the league. Unless he just somehow becomes a Lukaku. But then if Liverpool signs someone like Lewandowski, you know, the whole debate... This this is the thing, you know, we've still got a whole transfer window to come yeah. And, and we, we could well be doing this at the beginning of August again. And we could all be looking through it and, you know, our predictions could have been completely flipped on their heads. Yeah. yeah. But know, I think... So- I think doing it. Bef- I think doing the whole podcast before the transfer window makes it a bit more fun because you have to sort of take a gamble with everything. Yeah, yeah, of course. It's obviously a lot less realistic, but it's a lot more fun. <laughs> mm. uh, right. So fifth. So Arsenal came fifth last season. Um, arguably one of their worst seasons. Worse, uh, <laughs> mm. worse. Um, not that bad in the grand scheme of things. Yeah, I mean. Considering that uh, by A to Z, they were at the top of the table at the start and then they went into wow. fucking 20th. Um, oh, we can all go by alphabetical order, can't we? Yeah, but the thing is, Chelsea are up there at like, the top few teams in alphabetical order. We never went into fucking 20th. Okay. I mean, they lost the first game of the season against the newly promoted team. But is it... If- when you're starting an alphabetical order, it's not a fall from grace, is it? It's just someone's no, put no, the that. teams in, in an order. But I didn't, they? didn't they stay there for a few uh, games, though? Okay, well, what you could say from that is that they were from the very bottom of the table. They've managed to drag themselves all the way up to yeah. fifth place. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's swings and roundabouts, They isn't it? did also get knocked out of, I think it was the FA Cup, by a championship team, which realistically they should have beaten. It's the FA Cup, on, though, it, it was on penalties, I'm pretty sure. So, actually, was it on penalties? Well, no, well, it wasn't. C- City got knocked out to Wigan in the season that they were Centurions. Yeah. And scored 100 points in a in a Premier League season, so... Mm. I mean, when you got an, when you got an Amazon documentary and, and, and All or Nothing, and you're, the people are saying it's not All or Nothing, it's All for Nothing, that <laughs> says something. Well... It's just people. No. Yeah, no. I guess I get it's people taking the piss, but there is stuff to back it. Like there is poor results to back it up. Put, put it like this: it's the first season in a very long time, which I think most Arsenal fans would agree that it seems like they've progressed a bit. Mm. I not think... by a lot, and not in a way that sort of makes you think, "Oh, brilliant, we're going to be competing for the league next season." But it's the first season in a long time where I think a lot of Arsenal fans are looking at it and thinking we're better now than what we were at at the beginning of the season. Getting rid of Aubameyang was probably a mistake. I mean, well, I think it clearly was. They probably would have been in fourth was maybe it? if they... Well, I mean... What 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 was he doing when he was... Have you seen how many scoring? goals he's got for Barca? <laughs> okay, because he's moved to Barcelona and things are different there and it's worked out for him and good luck to him. But it wasn't working for him at Arsenal. Mm. It wasn't working for him. It wasn't working for Arsenal. I don't think... Nketiah or Lacazette works for them either, though. Did you see the amount of goals Nketiah was getting in that, the end of the Nketiah season? Nketiah back end of the season, yeah. The, the, the issue with it wasn't getting rid of Aubameyang. It was getting rid of Aubameyang and not bringing anyone else yeah. in to replace yeah. him. Yeah, That was the slight, well, amongst many. To be honest, I think the biggest issue for Arsenal is just the lack of experience they've had in mm. that squad. It's it's a very, very impressive, but a very young squad and a very inexperienced squad. Yeah. And I think what they're missing is that sort of a more experienced head on their shoulders just to 
calm things down a bit. You know, maybe you're losing or maybe you're just sort of holding on to a lead or something and you just need that calm, collected, experienced head in the middle of the park just to sort of calm it down a bit and just say, come on, lads, let's just keep our heads. Let's just see it out here. That's what they're missing. In all fairness, they picked up uh, Ramsdale, who has a track record of uh, being with relegated teams. Who's only 23. um, Yeah. He he has been good for them. Like I'd say, amazing he's, for them. He he's a very good keeper, and for me, I think he's probably been the best keeper in the league this season. The best or one of the best? The best. Oh, for me. I, okay. I, I, yeah, there there I, is a debate I, there. I, I I appreciate I'm in the minority with that opinion, <laughs> but mm. you know I've I'm full of compliments for Ramsdale, but yeah, and with so many Arsenal players, but they they don't have that experience. Just yet, I don't think. So, I mean, he got the England call up from uh, Arsenal, which is very impressive, and uh, really I think, deserved. I think it was him that assisted uh, Grealish from his first goal. Or it might have been Johnston. I, I can't actually remember. I think it was against um, Andorra in their stadium. I can't remember. I think it was. I know him. the one. You're, it was when the keeper mm. throws it out. Yeah, and then it was literally just. Uh, Grealish was already in Andorra's half and it was literally just a straight run and finish. Yeah. I, th- I think it was Ramsdale. And I have to think say, right, that, yeah. that setup was very nice to watch. I will not lie. I'm not an Arsenal fan, but that was a very nice setup to watch. Yeah, of course it was. And, you know, you look you look at Arsenal and I think there is a lot of potential there. Um, yeah. I, th- I think it's important not to run away from it. Uh, sorry, run away with it. It is just potential at the moment it, it genuinely does uh make a conversation for me who would i pick from england to start in a final ramsdale or pickford because pickford did do very well in the euros i mean he got the golden glove but um ramsdale does have a lot of potential and i but that's see that he, i mean he's already put the potential to use but he's been the potential to use against very easy to beat teams What for England or for Arsenal? For England, such as um Andorra. Well, he hasn't played that much for England yet, has he? You know. Yeah. It's, no, I think he, he just needs a bit more. Like Arsenal, he just needs a little. Bit put more him in for like but... a nation league game or a World Cup group stage game, and we could get something out of him. Yeah, mm. totally agree. I, that I just see sarcastic. so many. Of... No, no, it's not. I, I look at a lot of those Arsenal players, and I do see a lot of. Future England stars in there, um, you know Ramsdale as we've mentioned. Saka obviously has yeah has already proven himself on that stage. Um, we'll go you know, about Saka like, soon. Yeah, well, he, even players like Ben White. I know he's having a little bit of a slow start to England, which a lot of players do when they go on international duty. But I, I do think he will be one whose name will be floating about for a long time to come when it comes to sort of major tournaments and England squads. Um, Emil Smith Rowe as well. I, I think with a bit more experience um, under his belt, he could easily be one that's in that kind of conversation. You know, so I, the future's looking bright for Arsenal. I think. Yeah, I agree. I think they've. I Even think as a rival, I agree. Um, I think they are building something. Yeah, so I'm going to go fifth, which means I don't actually move in the table at all. Um, but I think they'll do well anyway. Um, so sixth, uh, United came sixth. And we've already done United. So who's coming sixth in yours? I put Arsenal as sixth. Oh, right, okay. In mine. So who was your fifth? 
Oh, what, my, was it West Ham? My, my fist, whilst, whilst it pays me to say it, Spurs. Oh, shit, fair enough. Okay. <laughs> I, I think it's looking like Kane is staying. Obviously, his partnership with Son and um, Kulieski. Yeah, in um, fact, actually, season. that's a good point. I might put Spurs in fifth and Arsenal in sixth. It's, it's that front three, I think, are a very strong Premier yeah. League front three. Thing is, um, with these last five, six, seven, it's very difficult between Spurs, West Ham, and Arsenal because they both have, they all have incredible potential for next season. West Ham, I think, are going to be one that you need to wait until the transfer window because we've seen this season that the squad just isn't deep enough. If you're talking about a starting eleven on a pitch week in week out, but we've know, they're, seen they're... from Moyes that he has the ability to do something. He has, there. he has the ability, but he needs to make the signings. Yeah, no, yeah, he has the ability, but he needs to put that with the squad. Exactly, because West Ham are going to be in Europe again next season. Yeah, yeah. Um, you're going to have that fixture congestion. You know, we we just if if we're going to be talking about moving further up from um, seventh place, we just need we need more players. Is the bottom line from it? Yeah. Because we've we've shown this season that it's just not sustainable with the amount of players we've got. So, yeah, I, I, yeah. So I've put Spurs in fifth. I think they're not that many signings away from making a really strong side. I think now that they've got Conte in charge, yeah. they're a lot stronger. He is he is the kind of manager that Spurs needed. Mm. You know he's and he's he's shown it. You know he's he's got on top four, so it's clearly a decent match for the time being. I think yeah, they just need, yeah, dies impress me at the back. I think mm. they just need maybe a little bit more quality in the midfield. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it is time for Lloris to go now. You think? As well, at the back, yeah. Wow, I wasn't expecting I that. It, I, th- I think he's past it. I think if you're going to be, if you're looking at side and thinking, I want to make a side that's going to eventually challenge for a Premier League, I don't think Hugo Lloris is in it. Not when you look at players like Allison and Edison and you know Mendy, <laughs> you know even your sort of David de Gea's. Mm-hmm. I just don't think he's in that bracket anymore. So yeah, that's fair enough. I think um, with Son <coughs> and Kane, that link up is. Um, I mean, imagine City with that kind of link up and Haaland. Well, there's there's rumours of Kane going to Liverpool. Yeah. This is not, 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 that I, not that I think it'll happen, but yeah. if he goes there, then suddenly they're back up there with City, aren't they? Yeah. Um, we go with that debate all over again. <laughs> so Son got the uh, joint golden boot with Salah, which is um, mm. 14. That gets memed a lot for never winning anything. That's quite impressive. Um, well, they still haven't won anything, have they? Well, I mean, well, their players are doing mm. well, though, individually at least. Um, no. which doesn't mean the team are doing well, but I mean, well, to be fair, no, they got t- Champions League football, which is impressive for them. Um, yeah, but they haven't won anything, have they? Not yet. I mean, for Arena, they could win Champions League next season, although it's yeah, very but... unlikely. Yeah, but they won't, will they? No, I don't think they. But that's what I, I remember saying at work that I wanted um, Spurs to finish above Arsenal in the if, table because I don't think Spurs, Spurs will win anyway. If Spurs win the Champions League next season, then regardless of where they finish in the league or what anyone else does that season, 
Conte's they are the best the one. Yeah, they are the best team in England. <laughs> yeah. For any for any manager to lead Spurs to any kind of silverware, yeah, <laughs> other than the Audi Cup, <laughs> has has got to be something special. Who, who was it that put that tweet saying thankful for this first trophy coming to win more or something like that? It was it was Lucas Moore. Oh, that's the one. Was, uh, <laughs> it's the that is one that of my favourite just... tweets. Even Spurs fans are turning around just saying, just, just <laughs> stop. It's, that's that's one of my favourite tweets of all time. It's, it's bad enough as it is. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, okay, so what do your top six look like then? We'll go with James mm. first. Uh, well, as previously mentioned, I've got City, Liverpool, Man United and Chelsea as my top four. Dude, fairly super Chelsea in top four, I'm happy with that at least. Yeah, followed by Spurs and Arsenal. You didn't do... Oh, yeah, sorry, top seven, I meant, because there's seven now. Okay, Spurs, Arsenal, and West Ham. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's... Yeah, go on, Taylor. Yeah, I'll do the same for sevens. I was just thinking about sevens as well. Yeah, because I forgot there's now the Conference best. League, so there's uh, seven mm. teams that go into some sort of European football. Mm. So I've got City, Chelsea, Liverpool, United, Spurs, Arsenal, West Ham, but I think that... I think... Uh, the top three will be close, and fifth, sixth, seventh will be close, depending on what happens in the um, what's it, the transfer window. So, yeah, relegation. Uh, last season it was Burnley, Watford, Norwich in that uh specific order, eighteen, nineteen, twenty. I predicted um, I predict what did I predict for so. Wall, uh, not Wall, sorry, Norwich I put 20, so I got that correct at least. Um, what else was there? Oh yeah, for fifth I put Leicester, they had a shit season this season. Um, what was 19? Brighton I put, I don't know, why the fuck did I put Brighton at 19? They actually had a pretty good season. <laughs> yeah. I, predict, I predicted Brighton to go down as well, in fairness, although I think with Brighton and Brentford it was more my heart over my head that was hoping for those. Yeah, um. Oh yeah, I think I put Brentford as a. Where's Brentford? Yeah, Brentford has seventeen. Oh yes, I said they're just about to survive. Which, in fairness, they actually did better than that. They did very well. Um, got what was it? Thirteenth, which is for a newly promoted team. That's pretty good. Uh, so one nineteenth, which I put Brighton. Yep, and then eighteenth, I put Watford. Oh, I put Warford. Okay. <laughs> Cool. Nice. I made up a team, so I put what? So I got two of them right, and uh, but mm. uh, not in the right place, but got the relegation right at least. So yeah. Burnley ended up taking the other spot, which um, it was between them or it was between them and Leeds, and the Burn uh, Leeds managed to win their last match. Burnley didn't, so Burnley goes down. What did you guys put? My relegation was um, Brighton. I can't remember which order, but it was Brighton, Brentford, and Norwich at the bottom. Taylor? I think I put, obviously, Norwich 20th, and I think I put <laughs> Brentford 19th, but I'm not sure. If I love that. Obviously, Norwich 20th. Oh, yeah. Who is, the second Norwich got promoted, who honestly was thinking nah, but, yeah, but it's just no one it's did. so obvious. No one did. That was the safest bet anyone's making in football. <laughs> You probably get you. You'd better pound. You'd better pound than you get a pound on one people. Probably. 
Well, like, the, the, they don't even pay you. The likelihood is so... It's just like, are you even bothering to put a bet on this? Like, the, the chances are <laughs> incredibly high. <laughs> no, put it like this. It's the sort of, You know it's going bad at a club when a side like Norwich, who seem like the most friendly club, are mounting a protest outside their stadium and shouting the odds at Delia Smith, the TV <laughs> chef. That, that's when you know your club's not doing well. What I love is how Daniel Fark got sacked after winning the game. I think it was his mm. first game as well that he won in the whole uh, season and he got sacked right after it. Yeah, but they were a fair few games in that season, weren't they? Yeah, no, I agree. It's just so like sort of the timing of it. Like, let's sack him after he wins the first game. I mean, to be honest, the second didn't change anything. They still went down, but um. Well, he wasn't going to win many more, was he? Nah, it's just kind of funny, you know. Um, Smith. So we've got Bournemouth, Nottingham Forest, and Fulham now. Uh, but I don't, mm. I don't think either of them are going to get. I actually, I think maybe Bournemouth might get relegated. I don't know why. Um, I just have a sort of feeling that they're not Premier League quality. I don't know why. Instead of I guess it's just not a it's not a name that you really associate with Premier League, Bournemouth. Really? I don't I know why. It just doesn't seem so to me like a name that you associate with Premier League. Really? Yeah, I don't know why. Weren't they in the Prem for like five seasons or something like that? Maybe they were. I don't know. Could change it to Nottingham Forest, but um, they, I don't they know. They were in for a fair bit. No one on Forest have a pretty good manager, to be fair. Well, yeah. I mean, so he got he's... them from he, they were the they were Norwich in the champions in the championship, and then they became fucking City. For the thing with Forest is that what they'll do is because they haven't been in the league for so long. I think it will be very very surprising if they don't get off to a very strong start at the beginning of the league. They're going to have that fresh sort of... It will be that fresh kind of feeling that we've seen with teams like Bournemouth when they first got promoted and Brentford when they got promoted last season where every game will be their cup final. And they'll go on this winning spree for the first few games of the season. The question there is, will they be able to maintain that? That's the question you got to hold with Forrest. I'm yeah. going to say it's... I think it's going to be Leeds and Everton that go down it's just who joins them Leeds and Everton well yeah oh. I mean I, well because <coughs> they were lucky to survive this season in all fairness true and I mean I, I don't think I don't think that Lampard is going to survive a full season that's either he gets sacked or he just it, they go down and I don't think that I, Leeds are going to survive a full season without Bielsa, to be honest. I, th- I think if they start going down that route at the beginning of next season, Lampard's gone and they get someone else in. That's mm. what I... That's where... That's what will mm. happen at Everton. They won't... Well, we saw it with Rafa, didn't we? You know, he, he started going downhill and he was gone and they brought... I still don't think that Lampard was the best no, um, I agree. manager they could have brought in, but, you know, they're up. You know, at the end of the day, the job's been done. Mm. And I, I think if I, they start going down that route again, I just he, don't know gone. if Lampard can cut it for the full season before he either gets sacked or they go down. Well, he'll get sacked. I don't. I don't think that Everton won't show the loyalty to Lampard to the extent <laughs> that it's going to risk him going down. 
they won't. That's just yeah. Th- there is no reason for them to do that. As as soon as it looks like they could be dragged into a similar kind of relegation fight, they've been dragged into this season. Lampard's gone. They bring someone else in mm-hmm. because they shouldn't have been there in the first place. They've got the players where they shouldn't be there at all. Um, yes, Everton are the sort of team that should be sort of sniffing about Europe and have been underperforming. But they shouldn't be going down either. And with the players they've got and sort of the ability that is there, it needs someone to bring it out of them. And if that's not Frank, then they'll just bring in someone else who can. Mm. Mm. I can't see him going down this season. I'm going to do Leeds for 18th. I'm putting it out there. I think without Bielsa, they're not surviving another season. I think the thing is with Leeds, they had a lot of injuries. And I I think it wouldn't surprise me if they go down at all. But I think if we they're saw relatively... Burnley. Huh? We saw with Burnley, right? They sacked Sean Dyche and then now they're <coughs> relegated. But Bur- Burnley's a different kettle of fish. They had, put it like this, they had Maxwell Cornet coming in as their big money signing for 15 million quid. <laughs> in in the Premier League, I mean that was to be honest, Burnley was Burnley was an accident waiting to happen. Yeah. Sean Dyche, uh, the, I know he ended up getting sacked controversially amongst Burnley fans, especially. But when you look at it, he was he was a miracle worker. The fact he kept Burnley in the Premier oh, League yeah. for so long, with the money and resources he had available to him, it was a miracle that anyone was going to be able to keep him up for that long. Mm. Yeah. You know, it was it was only a matter of time before Burnley went down. With Leeds, if you get everyone fit and it's you don't have such an injury ridden season as they have this season, and maybe just bring in a few more players as well just to give you that depth to cover for those injuries, then they're flying. I don't I think they'll finish about mid table. If not, I, I can see them at risk of going down. But I think they have got the money and the resources and the players to mount a really strong Premier League campaign next season. Mm. I think with Forest, um, they're they've just been promoted. They they're coming off that high. They're gonna come into the Prem with nothing to lose and a whole fucking lot to gain. Yeah, and I, I mean, think that's they, do have, they do have stuff to lose, but like, theoretically, th- they think, don't. And I think that's why they're going to get off to a really strong start in the season. The problem is, how long could they maintain it for? Yeah, and yeah. I think that they they potentially could maintain it for a good portion of the season because I think I think they'll basically be Brentford but a bit better because I said that Brentford would go down or they would just about survive, but they actually did very well for themselves. I think, but then, but then, are they going to have that second season syndrome? I don't know. Yeah, that's the thing. That's the question that remains with Brentford, especially if if Christian Eriksen doesn't stay on for next season. Yeah, you know what? What is because they they had a period in last season where they dipped. You know, they had a huge dip, and it was those people were starting to look. Oh, could they be in a relegation fight potentially? Then you have players like Eriksen who 
came in and started doing really well because he is a fantastic player. You had Tony, who then sort of found his form a little bit again and was starting to score, and, and they just sort of made it comfortable for themselves and came 13th. Mm. Can they maintain? And bearing in mind, they had a really strong start to the season as well. They had that newly promoted feeling where they were beating the likes of Arsenal, albeit Arsenal a bit under par. They were beating the likes of West Ham, who at that point were up and around about first or something in the league. You know, they were doing ridiculously well at that point. Mm-hmm. You know, West Ham were on high. They they were putting in solid Premier League performances. It was about maintaining it for them. And they, they did just about manage to do it and just about kept themselves out of that relegation scrap. But my worry for Brentford is if they get dragged into that relegation scrap at some point, how well are they going to be able to cope with it? Mm. I've put Brentford as 18th because I put Leeds at 19th because I feel like Brentford will have the upper edge over Leeds but I think that um, they just won't be able to cut it and I said this in the first uh, in last season that they'd just about survive Um, I think with teams like Forest coming in who will be coming off an incredible high. They're not going to go without a fight. And I would say they've probably got the, arguably the better manager out of the both. Mm. In terms of uh, not even just tactics, but um, in putting confidence in the players and upping the morale. I think Brent, uh, Brentford will not get the upper edge over first, to be honest. I put Brentford as 19. Well, for last season. To be honest. No, no, no. no. Well, no. probably for last season as well, but this season I'm also predicting them 19th. Fair enough. Yeah, I've gone Leeds I think, 19th. I think, I think especially if Ericsson goes somewhere else, they're not going to be able yeah. to maintain it. So now we've just got yeah. 20th. <laughs> uh, 20th, I've put Bournemouth. Um, I might follow you on that. Twenty, yeah, twentieth. I put Bournemouth. Um, I like Bournemouth, but there's not, there's nothing really about them that makes you think, "Wow, they're special." Or they could compete with the big boys. Yes, they've done well in the Championship, and that they're in the Premier League and got promoted on merit. Don't get me wrong, but Fulham have had one of the most successful Champions League, uh, Champions League, Championship seasons <laughs> in history. Yeah. You know they've they are one of the best champ- championship winners ever in the history of that competition. You've got Mitrovic, who's I think broken the all-time scoring record for a player in that's in a championship yeah. season, who's going to be coming up in the Premier League. And don't get me wrong, I don't think Fulham are going to be sort of breaking any records or pushing any boundaries as such. But I think they've got enough there to maintain Premier League status for a season. Forest, as we've just been through, I don't think they'll survive. But I think they're going to mount some kind of fight and, and at least challenge to stay up. You know, they're going to have that fight. They're going to have that desire. They've shown um, the season just gone in the FA Cup that they have got it in them to beat, you know, the size like Arsenal and, and Premier League teams. I don't see it for Bournemouth. Mm-hmm. I don't. I just can't see it. So there, I've there, got... gone. There is nothing that, for me, <clears throat> makes Bournemouth stand out as mm. such. You know, and I look at that side and I think, 
they've done well in the championship. Um, you know, they've done, you know, they've, they've been strong, but I, I can't really see either as a team or players as an individual who I think, oh yeah, they are solid Premier League players. Mm. You know? Scott Parker's really nice as well. Good manager, but Prem quality, I don't know. Scott Parker for me would be the only thing about Bournemouth that makes me sort of think that maybe they could have a shout. Um, mm. I know, I know he, he did eventually get relegated with Fulham when he took over as player manager, but but he he did show potential when he was there. You know, it was I think a lot of people had that kind of too little, too late kind of attitude. Um, and obviously, he's guided Bournemouth to promotion, so he's clearly not useless. Mm. But is it enough? I I don't think it is. Mm. So I've got Brentford leads Bournemouth. James, you've got. Is it Brentford Leeds Bournemouth as well? Uh, no, Brentford Forest Bournemouth. Right, fair enough. Jane, oh not James, sorry, Taylor. I'm probably gonna go Leeds Bournemouth Brentford. Okay. Yeah. There's quite a a theme there. Yeah. I was thinking maybe Fulham, but I'll say no. Just be nice. I think Fulham are gonna be like Leeds this season and just about edge it maybe. Hmm. I think Fulham will be fairly safe. They've they've mm. had a phenomenal yeah. championship season. Um, mm. Obviously, you know there's a bit of money there to spend in the transfer window. You know, I don't I don't think that that many players off staying safe for the season. I don't think they'll do anything groundbreaking or particularly significant. But I, I think they've got enough there to keep them safe. Mm. So we have Golden <gasps> Boot, which I think I put Lukaku last season. Oh, no. To be fair, he was our high school scorer, just not the league's high school scorer. Although I think mm. he, he wasn't far off. It was like 22 guys, I think it was, and he was on 15, which isn't too, too far. But um, I think yeah, Haaland is a pretty safe position. bet for this season. I was going to say, my, my Golden Boot is um, Erling Haaland. Yeah, I think um, it's pretty well, safe bet. I know that people, um, sort of, who, especially when they sort of go to City, maybe take a little bit of time to adjust. But I think for any centre forward who's playing in a team like City with the wingers they've got in support, and yeah, you know, he's just and a player of Harlan's quality. The only thing for me that puts the golden boot in like question for him is, you know, how much is he going to be rotated and rested? Yeah. You know that that that's the only question yeah, mark I've got over for him. Champions League games as well. He's he you could see him on the bench against teams like Fulham and all that because he's not needed as much. Well, yeah, but you know, put put him up front in games against you know the likes of Bournemouth. You know, he's he's gonna yeah. have about twenty thirty goals in that game, let alone a season. Yeah, yep. I think Golden Boot for Haaland is a pretty safe bet. <laughs> Mm. It's sort of the boring, obvious choice, but it also makes just so much sense. Yeah. Have you all gone for Haaland then? Yeah. Fair enough. Right, Golden Glove. I think I put Mendy for this, which, to be fair, I know I've said this for a lot of Chelsea players, um, he has been phenomenal for the most part of the season. Uh, (laughs) I think it was in December when he got 
um, World XI, even though Donnarumma was actually... So, FIFA said that Mendy's the best goalkeeper in the world, but they put Donnarumma in the starting eleven, which... bit contradictory, mm. but anyway. I, mm. I don't know why, but I feel like David De Gea could get it. Really? Yeah. I feel like I'll just have a bit more drive of a better manager. I don't think there's ever been any doubt in David De Gea's quality as a goalkeeper as such. I think what you've also got to look at is, I don't think it's fair, but people look at how many goals keepers concede and all of that sort of stuff. And I think when you're looking at who's realistically going to win the Golden Glove, you've got to look at the defence they've got in front of them. Yeah, because you can have how I mean we've got loads of goalkeepers in the league in the past. You know players like Emi Martinez at Villa and mm. Fabianski at West Ham a couple of years ago, who you know their their save to shot ratio was the highest in the league by far, mm. but they're still conceding the goals. Not necessarily because it's their fault, but with the defence they got in front of them, that's something you have got to take into account. And I don't think that Man United, especially defensively quite up there yet to compete with the top top keepers we should also mention that united have a zero goal difference <laughs> so yeah yeah the table for goals conceded i assume yeah so i think leicester had the most goals conceded and that was actually no top 10 do you mean no I'm mucking this up. It was um, hang on, I'm, I can't. I think it was Leeds that had the most goals conceded, but I think United were up there at one point with the most goals conceded. And so it was quite late to the season. Conceded eighty four. So. Wait, it might be from set pieces or something. Uh, yeah, probably. Like yeah, it's something like that. Um, yeah. yeah. So, I think. De Gea might be up there, but I also think... I mean, Edison got it last season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like Saar might be a shout at Pickford. That's the thing that was Saar. He was incredible. But can he repeat it? Percentage. What is the defence in front of him still? Still just a bit too leaky, even though they're individually great players. Yeah. I think last He's season I just remember Mendy. Last season Mendy was just the easy choice for me because he's Chelsea and he's it he was good in the Champions League that, that season, like against Real Madrid especially. So I just remember because yeah. he's the easiest option. But um, I think for this season, I think I think I'd either be Pickford or Pickford? have you. Uh, fa- Pickford against Chelsea, he turns into fucking prime. What? One game? No, it's both yeah. games. Yeah, but he's he's always got a mistake in him though, doesn't he, Pickford? Yeah, for no, he has. For England, he's he's infallible, but Everton, he's he's got it in him. I might, hmm. I might just take the safe bet again and go with Edison. Honestly, I would as well. I mean, actually. Mm. Yeah. As I've I've gone with Alisson or Ramsdale. Actually, mm. that's a good point. Um, yeah, no, that's a good point. I'm I've, I've, I'm sticking I've, with Edison. I've 
I've gone with Allison because I think out of him and Edison, I think Allison is the better keeper. And I think that they've got similar defences in front of them. Um, Ramsdale I've put in as a slight shout, though, because I think that Arsenal, again, defensively, they've been so much better this season. They've put in some really good defensive performances. And I think mm. that if they get that experience there that they need, it could, that could be a very, very difficult back line to get past for a lot of teams. Yeah. They definitely need more defenders, but who knows, maybe. They're, they're a team whose defenders aren't as great individually as others, but they do click. Well, look, I mean, Ramsdale's performances as an individual yeah. have have never been in question. Mm. It's never been in question. It is just he just needs that little bit further in front of him in the field, just to help him out a little bit. Mm. That's all that's needed from him, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. He so was I've... great. Gone. I feel like he was a little overrated in the beginning of the season, just for his saves. But other than that, everything seemed on point. Mm. So I put Edison. Mm. James, yes. you put uh, Allison, but Ramsdale's a shout, and Teddy, you put Edison. Edison, yeah. Right. Young player who was Foden, and I still argue it should have been Saka, but um, I think, that, to be fair, they're both good shouts. Uh, um, yeah. But for the sake of, I still think it should have been Saka. I'm going to put Saka for this one. Let's have a look at them. Mm. I do think it should have been Saka this season. Uh, I think yeah, he was definitely good. I think Saka was better than Foden in the sense that he just played so much more. Yeah. Foden was resting and rotating. And no disrespect to Foden, but I, I don't think he stood out more than the likes oh, of really. Saka or, or Trent. Yeah. So. Yeah, I think. I mean, admittedly, I don't watch them much, but every time I did watch Arsenal, Saka was always sort of there, wanting the ball. When he gets the ball, he takes it into the box. He passes it, he gets a goal. If he wants, um, or he passes it to someone else to get the assist. He he's he's skillful with like skillful dribbling and all that. Um, he goes for the shot and like, he he curl shots as well. He doesn't just do straight tap ins or anything. I think I think he should have got player a uh, young player of the season to be honest, but Foden got it. Uh, I th- I think he would have deserved it more, yeah. So, Foden, but for me, it should have been Trent. That's yeah. a for good me, shout. Yeah, it should have been. You know, he was. I know people criticise his defensive capabilities, and I think there there is a myth there that although it is one of his weaker elements, people say he can't defend. He can defend. He's a good defender. He's a solid defensive player. He's not as strong defensively as when he's got the ball and he's going forward. You know, that's a fair observation. But he can defend. And I think mm. for a right back of his age, you know, for someone who's only 23 and already widely considered the best right back in the world, you've got to be doing something right. You're one yeah. hell of a player. Yeah, for me, it's only his awareness that really needs improving. He's all right as a defender and can make tackles, but he never looks over his shoulder when he's running with the ball. He always takes his time to look for a pass instead of look over his shoulder and see who's coming for him. 
But then I think in so, I, I agree with what you're saying, but I think sometimes as well he is a, he is a bit more exposed mm. to those kind of mistakes than other players. And just because Liverpool plays such yeah. a high defensive line, he is just more exposed. And I think you know, like I say, he's only 23. He he is still relatively young, experienced as good as he is. He's still relatively unexperienced. Um, you know, and I think that, you know, just given a bit of time, he's that'll be an area of his game that he will improve on. Yeah. And I think that if you put him in something like an England side where they don't play so high defensively, I don't think that's going to be much of an issue. Mm. I really don't. Yeah, like you say, how young he is, he's got loads of time to improve his awareness. But even like the Champions League final, when they conceded Liverpool, you just had that classic Trent sort of feel. Yeah, he wasn't looking at Vinicius behind him. All it takes is just a look over his shoulder, get into the right position, and he's blocked there. Just that final little touch. It should have been Trent that stopped Vinicius' goal from going in, but he wasn't even looking at Vinicius. I I, I get what you mean, but had it... Liverpool's defensive line were so, as they always are, was so high up the pitch. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And had that ball gone to the other side of the pitch that Robertson was covering and that goal was conceded in the same manner, I don't think we're having the same conversation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? I I don't think that conversation comes out. I think it was, people are pointing it out because it's, I think a lot of it is because it's Brent and they're not wrong as such, but I don't think it's something that gets picked apart and analysed so deeply if it was a player that didn't have that reputation behind them. Mm, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I, I don't think people are as critical of it if it's Robertson that it happens to. Or, yeah, no, or think... even against another side, you know, Rhys James at Chelsea, it's not anything. Carl Walker at City, it wouldn't be a thing. Do you know what I mean? It's. I think it's the expectation, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's, it's the style of play for the team. You know, mm. and nine nine times out of ten, it's it works. But I think people look at a, a def- primarily a defensive player and think, well, he's doing so much going forward. He's getting so many assists. He's doing so much attackingly, right? But his primary job is a defender. So what we're going to do is we're going to we're going to pick away at it all, and, and even the slightest mistake or, um, you know, imperfection is going to get picked on and analysed so much more in depth mm. do you know what I mean it's that's what you're looking at there yeah so uh, James who have you gone for for young player I've gone with Trent right uh, and Taylor uh, for this upcoming season yeah or... Or well, who, who did you who'd you go for for last season uh with the nominees, I would have gone either Trent or Bryce. Bryce. Right. In the end, I would have just done Trent. And who are you going for this season? Holland. Holland. Oh. Yep. Fair enough. I've gone Saka because uh, I feel like he was robbed this season, so I'm going to move him again. Uh, yeah, I think it's just the expectation that they'll give in to yeah. that sort of name Harland that they'll have to go just oh, yeah we'll to White Light Foden this season. Player of the season, which I don't actually think that we predicted last time. Um, no. We didn't. So, KDB got it this season, Kevin De Bruyne. Mm. I'm going to go on a whim here and say Gallagher, honestly. 
Conor, Conor Gallagher. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go on a so, room and say Conor so, Gallagher. So he he's not making your young player of the season. But, but he's he makes making your my whole player, player of the season. Be, no, I'm only going with Saka for young player because I feel like he got <coughs> robbed. Okay. But I'm going you, with... Go- I mean, I could switch it, but... No, so you're going putting, I could, I'm not, so, I'm not so, putting so, Saka's play of the season, though. So you're going with Gallagher over Salah? <laughs> I'm going Gallagher's young player. <laughs> you're, going, you're, you're going Gallagher over Salah? Are you going with Gallagher over Son and Kane? Play of the season, I'm going to go with Son. <laughs> he's, so, uh, he's bottled it. He's bottled it. I'm, no, okay, I'm putting Gallagher as young player. I'm sorry, Saka, because obviously he's listening to this, of course. Um, <laughs> I'm putting Gallagher as young player and putting Son as player of the season. Right. Um, Close, closely followed by Conor Gallagher. Of course, <laughs> fam, you have to back up your team. To be fair, what, he had a he had a pretty good Palace loan. And I think... there's, there's, there's confidence in, in your team and your players. And then there's <laughs> the, 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 the level of delusion that puts Conor Gallagher over Mo Salah, Harry Kane, <laughs> Erling Haaland. Yeah. All, yeah. All, all of them lot. You know, there's there's confidence and then there's delusion. <laughs> Dare I say you're just a hater. <laughs> what, of Conor Gallagher? <laughs> of Chelsea as a whole. I, I like Gallagher. I like yeah. Gallagher. I think he's a good player. Do I think he's the best player in the league? No. So if he does get I'm not I'm not gonna put him down and I'll put his son down now, but if he does somehow get play of the season, what are you gonna do? <laughs> what if if, if if Gallagher gets Conor play of the Gallagher, season? What if so if if, if, if Conor Gallagher last... gets play of the season over Salah, Kane, Son, Haaland, KDB Um well, I'll pro- do you know what? I'll come back to you on that because I'll probably be distracted by all the pigs that are flying <laughs> <laughs> and finding a jacket to keep you warm when hell freezes over. That's what I'll be doing. Do you know what? Fair enough. Right. Champions. Oh, actually, no, you need to do yours. Uh, what are you going for for player of the season? Uh, I've gone with Harvey Barnes. I think he's a good player. <laughs> um, I think he's neck and neck with Conor Gallagher. But uh, do you know no, what? I'm, I'm, I'm switching mine from Son... To Harvey Vale. Nice. Who? He's an academy oh. player. Oh, can we at least go with players we've heard of? <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm he's not even Son. the best. He's not even the best Harvey we've mentioned in this. Oh, I for fuck's Harvey sake. I've got Harvey Elliott then. Harvey Elliott. <laughs> could be a shout for young player though. <laughs> if, he gets, if he gets the game time, could be a shout. I'm still going with um, Keep an eye on. I'm still going with Gallagher for young player now. I, I actually I'm gonna put Gallagher slash Saka because I think Saka's a shout. Tell, tell you who I do think will be a good one for young player. I don't think he will be. I'm gonna stick with Trent. But I think if someone can get the most out of him, Jaden Sancho could be up there. Yeah, I, I agree. I, think, I do agree. I think I think for a lot of reasons that have been largely beyond his control, he's he's not been very high up in people's lists, but and he's been sort of underperforming quite a lot this season. But I th- I think if you get someone who can get the most out of him, I think Sancho's up there. No, I agree. Mm. That's a, that's a good shout. Um, but so Taylor, what's your play of the season? Uh, Salah still. I thought he should have got it. Season just gone. Yeah. If he keeps up his form, even with people like Son and De Bruyne doing the same and 
even mentioned Haaland, I still think he'll probably get it. And James, who have you gone for? Ooh, um, Play of the season. That is a tough one. I am going... No sarcastic to... responses. <laughs> I'm not. I'm genuinely thinking of... I've, I've put Harvey Barnes to the side for a moment. Um, <laughs> Just I, for a um, moment. Do you know what? I'm going to go out on a limb mm. and I, I, I've got a horrible feeling this is going to hugely backfire in my face but I'm going to say that Erling Haaland leapfrogs young player and makes it for player of the season Oh, why do I feel like JWP could be up there James Ward-Prowse yeah <sighs> do you know what his if, free kicks are up there <clears throat> to be fair if he if he gets a move to a top six side He's not. That's not the worst shout ever. I think it's a better one than Conor Gallagher. <laughs> yeah. If he, if he goes I'll to side with what you're saying with the set pieces and the free kicks, you know, he's not. It's not where my money would be, but it's not the craziest thing that's ever been said, especially mm. by me. I mean, he was on the nominees this year, and for player importance yeah. to their single club, then probably he's up there, honestly. Well, right. he's he's pretty much the set piece taker for any any side he goes to. Yeah. So <clears throat> nice. So Taylor, you. you've gone with um Salah. Salad. James has gone with yep yeah, Mohammed Salad. Uh, James has gone with what was it again? Harland. I've, That's I've, it, Harland. I've gone out of the limb with Erling Haaland. Yeah. Yep, and I've yeah. gone with Son. Champions League. This, uh, my prediction didn't go very well last season. Uh, I think we all predicted fairly same, uh, similar. I, th- I said mm. PSG and City. GG. <laughs> PSG uh, win it. <laughs> hmm. PSG I, got out in the round of 16. I said Real Madrid. Mm. Yeah. I don't yeah. know if I did or not, but I can't actually remember who I said, so I think no, I th- why not I think last season with... we collectively agreed that PSG would win it because of Messi. I think I would have said, to be, to be honest, and I could well be wrong, I could have gone with PSG. I think I said City mm. last season. We said City and PSG in the final, but <laughs> I think I, know... I remember we collectively agreed that it would be P- I don't know if it was because of Messi, but I think that sort of just what sort of tipped us over the edge to know. think it would be PSG. I know yeah. I definitely didn't go with Real Madrid, so either way I've yeah. got it wrong. Yeah, no, but, uh... I've got it wrong as well. I remember who I put, but... As soon as they got out, I remember, I was thinking to myself, I predicted these fuckers to win the whole fucking thing. Mm. And they've just been knocked out in round of 16. Mm-hmm. So for the final... I'm gonna go with. Uh, I want to say City because they got Haaland, and then Real Madrid. Mm. Which I'm gonna do. Fuck it, City versus Real Madrid. I mean, this could mm. be fucked up from the fucking quarters or semis, but um, I'm gonna go Real Madrid winners just because. I mean, Benzema always finds a way. Mm. What about you, Taylor? I might have to say the same. Maybe a cheeky Liverpool. Or... Well, Liverpool versus Real Madrid again. <laughs> mm, 
maybe you'll maybe City versus Liverpool. That would break the. Internet. Oh fucking hell! We almost had that to be fair. And they bought it. Yeah, and then they bought the final. Oh no! Well, Liverpool bought the final. Yeah, but just teams. When you think of Champions League actually able to win, I just kind of think of those three. No one yeah. from Italy can't really say PSG. Maybe Bayern, but depends what they do in the window and who they replace their players with. PSG on paper, you'd expect to win every fucking season, but then they got yeah, Alamander exactly, 16 but... with that front line. PSG yeah. are a bunch of bottlers that play in a farmer's league. That's what yeah. you're looking at. Yeah. I congratulate them for making the semis, so. <laughs> No, uh, City Liverpool. Uh, I mean, either way, you're having no, I fucking Liverpool or City Trips winning. Then. City, then. Oh, oh, you're giving City their first Champions League. I'm, I'm going with Liverpool. Not oh. to win it. Yeah. Against who? I think. Oh, we well, don't have the draw play out here. Um. Well, that's why you predicted though. I think. Liverpool will be in the Champions League final with I might change mine from you know what I'm going to say and this this won't this won't be the final and this will be rubs in my face and it'll be one of the most horrific predictions ever I'm going to go with Liverpool against AC Milan Ooh, oh, shot. in that case, I'm changing mine. I can go. Do you know what? And I, I see it because they're not the strongest team. But I, obviously, they've won Syria, and mm. I, I can see that, especially at the back as well. I, I could see them grinding out a load of sort of one nils and and sort of mm. extra time and penalty kind of. It won't be pretty, but I, I could see them just going on a really boring, unentertaining run to the final where they just end up finally being outclassed in a very sort of mundane, boring, defensive performance against mm. a side like Liverpool that just pepper their goal and eventually break through. Yeah. In that and case... If that, and if that does happen and it turns out I'm right against all the odds, <laughs> I will be going on about it and bragging for the rest of our lives. <laughs> I'm going to do the same, different teams, but I'm going to do the same, and I'm going to go on an incredibly bold prediction here. Spurs versus Atletico Madrid. Bully, bully. And obviously, Spurs I against Atletico. Yeah, and I'm going to say Atletico to win it. Okay. Interesting. What about you, Taylor? Are you sticking with yours? Yeah, City Madrid, Madrid to win. And on um, AC Milan. We have a look at the tables. Milan did as well in their respected league as PSG and Madrid, I think. I think that's better than Bayern in Bundesliga. Mm. So, uh, they are up there, even if you want to bring the conversation of quality of different leagues, but respect to them for doing what they have done. Credit works, you. Yeah. Mm. So... Typically, this is where we would end the podcast now that we've done Premier League and European football. However, between November and December, the league will break up, or all leagues around the world will break up for the World Cup. 
So, lads. Why is that, fun? why is that funny, Taylor? <laughs> why, <laughs> why was there a lot there? Christmas time it will come. No, 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 no. Yeah, to be fair, it, it, a wind turned fucking Qatar. Um, where it's actually summer there. Yeah, uh, that'd be cool if we go there, then it would actually be sweltering hot. So, it's, World Cup. Me, Charlie, it's, it's not going to be summer in Qatar at that point. That's the whole reason they're doing it. Is it? I thought they would like. If, the if, they, if they were playing in a Qatari summer, the England national team would die. That is actually a very not... good point. That is a very good <laughs> That's the whole reason they're doing it. I thought that was, that was what Qatar was like. They had their summers in winter or whatever. No. You're thinking of Africa. Maybe it's Africa I'm thinking of. It probably is. No, sorry, not Africa, Australia. Yeah. Or maybe, I don't know. I know there's some place that has, like, stuck in incredible heat in, um, in winter. So, World Cup. Who's going to be in the final? Uh... I haven't looked yet to see the different pathways. So, if they don't meet in the earlier <laughs> rounds, England, Brazil... England and Brazil. Oh. England and... Okay. And do we win our first World Cup since 1966 then? Oh, do you know what? Um, again, this is going to be a classic example of getting our hopes up and <laughs> just being heartbroken again. But I, I really think it is our year. I really do. You think it's, it's... coming home? I I thought before the tournament started we were going to win the Euros. Yeah, and we and nearly did. We we were so so close, and then we got yeah. a twelve year old to take the biggest kick of the tournament. <laughs> twelve year old, and it, you know, but but it was it was that close, and I think we are going to be ever so slight, assuming all the all our players are fit going into that tournament. Yeah, I think, I think, I think yeah, I think we are going to be ever so slightly stronger. We've got, you know, sort of probably going to have players like Abraham and Tamori who I think are going to be just a little bit better in those fine little margins that didn't lead us to victory in this in the last tournament but will could just just be that difference in the next one mm. you know if you get players like Sancho again firing all cylinders in a league like the Premier League you know if you get Jude Bellingham who's going to be that bit more experienced and has been playing well in his England games so far getting a few minutes you know, we're going to be in a tournament where hopefully Trent won't be injured as well. So you're going to have that option as well to go with the rest of our 17 right backs that we have. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I, I, I just really think we've, we've got a really good chance of winning it. I mm. really do. And I, I don't say that lightly or just because it's England. I really do think that we've got such a good team. And for once, yeah. we've actually got a manager as well who knows how to manage them. Mm. So you you're going um England versus Brazil with England winning it. Yeah. Okay. Taylor. England win. Legend. Two. Um, and two. I don't know. I would probably say Argentina just for an outside shout. Because they've been doing oh. well. And it'd be nice to see them in the World Cup final. But then again, there's Germany, Portugal, Spain, France. So I'll probably put up there. Well, they won the Copa America, mm. didn't they? Yeah. So it's it's not a bad shout. And I know I know what you mean. I mean, um, the other side of the shot. But G- Germany aren't in the best of Nick. 
at this exact moment in time, they're not they're not as good as other World Cup teams or other teams that have won it for them, are they? Um, Again, Spain are a very strong side as well. Are, are they world champions? Uh, I'll put them about semis quarters. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a team you wouldn't like to play, but I, I couldn't see them going all the way. Yeah. You know, it's... I would probably put as the most sensible final one, but just for an outside shout, I'll go Argentina. Well, Brazil are the bookies' favourites to win it. Yeah. Um, Closely followed by France and then England. So, mm. for me with France, it, it's it's not that I can see them being that bad as such. It's I do. I, part of me wonders: Are they going to have that World Cup winners curse? Mm-hmm. You know, where the champions go in and get knocked out in the group stage of the next. I'd love to see that, where they get knocked out mm-hmm. in the group stage of the next tournament. You know, they got albeit on penalties, but they were knocked out to Switzerland in the Euros. They mm. were held to a draw in, in open play by a side like Switzerland. You know, it's, they're, not, they're not infathomable, the French. Yeah. They're, they're strong and don't underestimate them, but they're not, they're not without their faults. Yeah, definitely with the winner's curse as well. And if they break that. Well, it remains to be seen, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Wouldn't say Belgium to go all too far anyway, just because of their crap history in the World Cup. Belgium are Belgium are like the Spurs of international football. You know they've got the they've got the players that their opportunity really was either Euro twenty sixteen or the World Cup in twenty eighteen. Yeah, you know they've got that so called golden generation who most of most of them are sort of in their thirties now. They don't have. Some of those Vincent Company, their their rock at the back has obviously retired from international duty. Mm. You know, you've got De Bruyne, who's a fantastic player, and and you know never underestimate him. But he's he's in his thirties now; he hasn't got too long left. Mm. Aiden Hazard's made a glass, and Romelu mm. Lukaku for Chelsea couldn't finish his dinner, let alone a shot on goal. So <laughs> I don't understand why now they would win a World Cup when they haven't won anything in the past with those players when they've been in a much stronger position. Yeah. I still think they need someone better than Martinez. <sighs> Just to push them that extra bit. Yeah. I, d- I don't know. It's uh, it's definitely I'd... been good, but... I think Martinez is at that point now where he's probably done as much as he can do. Yeah. That is the thing. But then part of me looks at it and thinks, is it necessarily his fault or do the players need to just pull their fingers out a little bit? I don't know. Mm-hmm. So point is, they won't win it. <laughs> Taylor, where are you going with then? Uh, England beating Argentina and then we shove it in Messi's face. Excellent. <laughs> And James, you're going for England and Brazil. The massive piece yeah. of as well. I've, we I've gone with we something different. I've gone England and Senegal. Senegal, sorry, Senegal. Uh, to be fair, they have been performing pretty well. Senegal to... Sorry, sorry, England, Senegal in the World Cup final. 
and England win it on pens with Rashford scoring the winning penalty. <laughs> Are you high? <laughs> England's pinnacle in the World Cup final. England to win it on pens with Rashford scoring the winning penalty. Penalties. Oh my! I think Mendy will save it. I've gone with an incredibly bold uh, prediction there. <laughs> Hold on, is that your real one? I've, I've written that down. Wow. I was written. I was there now. So, so sorry. Just, just to clarify, your predictions so far for this season oh, consist of <laughs> no. Conor Gallagher as being player of the season. <laughs> yes. England. Well, I changed it. Being Eng, Eng, England's winning the World Cup, which isn't that unrealistic. Okay. No one would certainly think that when you're predicting a World Cup final, England winning it would be the unrealistic part. But you've put him in there with Senegal <laughs> and Marcus Rashford to score the winning penalty in a shootout. Yeah, Probably I, I, will be the best African team. Might change it a little bit. I might... Uh, England versus... Bearing bear in mind, can I, just say, I, I did have a quick look at it. Today. I didn't go through the whole thing, but I did look to see who England would be playing if we make it to the knockout stages. And assuming we finish top of our group um, and the Dutch finish top of their group... We'll be playing Senegal. Then, yeah, Senegal. If England top their group and Senegal finish second in their group, we play them in the round of 16. So it might have to be Marcus Rashford knocking them out on penalties in the round of 16. I might, switch, final, it, but... I might switch it to Spain. In the final, yes, much more realistic. Yeah, mm. respectable too. They're definitely getting better. I'm keeping the Senegal one in the podcast just for the sake of if by some miracle. But um, nice. I have written down England versus Spain, but I'm keeping it on pens with Rashford scoring the winning pen. Spain or Senegal, it's hard to choose. You know, it's. <laughs> I mean, to be yeah. fair, they won Afcon, so. <laughs> Don't hang on. You're saying you're keeping it in just on the off chance no, 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 that they no, manage. I, I've kept it in the podcast, so I'm not like deleting okay. that or anything. But 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 you've kept it in the podcast just on the off chance that they managed to make it to the final, and that your prediction actually happens. Yeah. Okay. In which case, then can we keep my Harvey Barnes comment getting player yeah. of the season in as well? Oh, I'm keeping that in as well. Yeah, of course. Excellent. We'll keep Harvey Barnes in there. And we'll keep Harvey Elliott getting player of the season. Actually, tell you what, I'm going to go with your prediction as well. Oh, no. oh, England no. versus Senegal in the World Cup final. I think Harvey Barnes will score the winning penalty. <laughs> I think Harvey Barnes will make it into the England squad over Rashford and he'll, he'll score the winner. Well, I've changed my, I've changed my prediction to Spain now anyway. So Yeah, I think he'll score the winner against Spain. It doesn't matter who, it doesn't matter who you put Harvey, Harvey Barnes, Barnes against, is mate. scoring it. Harvey, Harvey Barnes. Right, and on that note, that's it. <laughs> There's our predictions. Excellent. We'll see if they come right on. <laughs> Reckon they'll come true. Well, the final for the World Cup is on um the 18th of December at 3 p.m. UK time. Which 18th of December? What day is that? That is a. That is a Sunday. Oh, second guess. Where did you get Tuesday from then? I don't know. It's a nice day. Yeah, I agree. 
So That's Sunday, right. the eighteenth of December, we will see if Senegal will be in the final against England or if it's Spain. <laughs> I love how I say this as if England is guaranteed in the final. <laughs> because they are. All oh, right. Well then, <laughs> thanks. More lads. guaranteed for Senegal. <laughs> I think you're more guaranteed for Harvey Barnes to get play of the season. <laughs> right. Thanks for that abomination, lads. Um, that is going to do it for this podcast. We'll see you all again next year because I doubt we're going to do any in between. Um, <laughs> we'll be back for next season's predictions. <laughs> Nighty night. Goodbye. Yeah, I mean, it is uh, 10 p.m. now. It's past your bedtime, James. And I need dinner. I, I haven't had dinner yet, actually. That's a good point. Um, I'm, I'm going to go to sleep. I, I have my dinner at like fucking two o'clock in the morning anyway, so... I'm, I'm going to go to sleep and, and dream of Harvey Barnes winning the World Cup trophy <laughs> in Qatar. <laughs> Bringing it home with that open-top bus parade. And we're, we're all going to be out in the street all together. Ross is going, Harvey Barnes! Harvey, Harvey Barnes! Barnes. He's, he's, oh, he's, he's, he's going to be all our heroes. And then you're going to have Marcus Radishford in the street. Just go, oh, oh, I wish I could be like you, Harvey Barnes. <laughs> National treasure. <laughs> and on that note, that's the end of it. Goodbye. Noit. Noit. <laughs>